L'chaim Raboisai, great day. It's an amazing day, an amazing day. It's a sad day for me, actually. I can't believe we're done with Shabbos. We're going to be done with Shabbos. 156 days in some of the hardest times. Mazel tov. Well, we're not done yet. Wait, wait. All right, today's shir is being sponsored by Elazar, or otherwise known as Larry Pearl. I have a few words from him. Yard side for our grandfather, Yosef Ben Menachem Manala, sponsored by Jay Spitzer from Toronto, who's a big kavua on the night zoom, and David Steinloff, Montreal, their first cousins. Hold on, so let me read the amazing Matseva from Jay Spitzer and Yosef Steinloff. Their grandfather. All of us And here it goes. On his matzeva, he finished us twice, which he learned with a kvios every day. Piv shomar milosuach Talk during davening. Eli, my cousin David Stanloff from Montreal, who listened to your share daily on YouTube, and I would like to sponsor you next Monday. Zayri's yard site. We have a request. Which means Aliyah. Our Zaydi was a daily Dafyomi participant back in the 70s and 80s when the Dafyomi was not that popular. The fact that he finished Shas twice is actually noted on the Matseva. With great appreciation for all your hard work and dedication, shared devotees Jay Spitzer on behalf of David Steinloff. And Shaman should have an Aliyah. Who else do we have today? Oh, another three. Today, she is being sponsored by Lauren Spiegelman. Shkoyach Lauren. In honor of my wife. Don't say her name. You know who she is. In honor of the great recruiter, Yehoshua Aaron Price. In honor of another Mesechta completed, and with thanks to Ellie and the whole MDY technical crew, Lauren. Today's learning of the Dav is dedicated to Nishmas, Moshe Chaim Ben Akiva, the Nisham Shalav and Eliyah, Moshe Chaim Ben Akiva. And finally, at 7.07, of course, last minute, I left the extra spot here. I knew somebody's going to come in last second. the last daf of Shabbos. Official and gross. Last daf of Shabbos in honor of our son, Simcha Aaron Yoel, who hasn't missed a daf or a yoimi with his father since Brocha's daf beis aleph. Ah! I didn't know this about Fischl. Fischl's son, Simcha Aaron Yoel, learns with his father every day. And our son, Baruch Leib and son-in-law, Leibis, who are up to date and will be joining us Hashem, at the official MDY Baltimore Harrisburg Serum and Daffers everywhere. Yeah. Oh no. Who could come over to my house and get me a phone? Hold on a second. Let's see what's going on. Oh. I see the issue. Okay. Not a big one. One second, I will correct. Live. Live. Uh, one second. Okay, here it goes. We got a battery pack. Um, and this goes over here. One second, we'll be back. Let me know, please. No, I'm keep a good eye on it. See if it happens again. I hope the battery pack works. Okay, Ellie, thank you. Do I have to repeat all the... So anyways, official from official catering sponsoring today. What do we have in terms of emails? 
lot of stuff going on. Anybody want another tearjerker? Not in the mood, really. We'll leave that for later. Oh, first of all, I have to read this one from Rabbeinu Larry Pearl. Um, I consider this chos, a minashamayim, that my mother's yard side falls out on chof of the last day of Masechus Shabbos. She would be the first one to say that if he starts something, he should finish it. She was a Holocaust survivor whose parents were taken away from her at the age of 12. Let me just say it as I like over and over, but at the age of 12, two parents, bye bye. She survived to have real Yiddish and Nachas. And Nazi Mach Shemoy once was chepping her and told, and she told him she wanted to die already. And he told her, silly girl, you have so much to live for. She certainly did. As some of you may know, I've had some health issues within the last year. Baruch Hashem is good now. I want to be Makar Tokhtakish Baruchu, the ultimate Merapa, for showing me the Chesed, and he can show me a bland horror. I also want to thank my mother, Hashem, together with my father, seemed to be the perfect Melitzi Yoshi for myself and my family. I'm sure she did everything in her power to help me when I needed. My mother was constantly breaking down any barriers that stood in her way, take care of her family, the way she took care of my father. It wasn't well, it's was legendary among those who knew her. She would not want me to go on about her. I just want to say that I wish that her neshama should continue to climb higher and higher, closer to say to the Kisya Kovid, Yizikhur Baruch, Larry Pearl. Larry Pearl. All right. Um, where's that email? One second. There's a big mess today. The printer stopped working last minute. I'll just read this one real quick. This is a new one that came in. I'm skipping to the front because it has to do with the Siyam. The night of Tishabov, Ad How long must there be weeping in Zion, in Zion? The theme of the skin is derived from the Medrash. Uh, mazolois. It has to do with Mazolois joined in, in Israel's mourning. The rabbis teach that the term Mazolos cognitive noisel, flow, because Hashem causes blessing to flow to earth with Mazolos acting as conduits, transformers that bring His infinite benefits down to the finite world. Oh yeah, I should have read this beforehand. Heavenly flow in such matter that can be said, mankind is under... Nevertheless, the Gemara on 156, yesterday's daf by Eli Stefanski, uh, yesterday's daf, I should say, it says Eli Stefanski, I don't know why, teaches that ain't mazel Yisrael, mazel does not control Yisrael. Rashi explains that since mazel is nothing more than a tool in Hashem's hands, a Jew can overcome his mazel by appealing to Hashem through pe- prayer or righteous deeds. Now listen to this, very interesting. I didn't notice this when he sent this, because I didn't, I didn't read the whole thing this morning, but he's saying beautifully. I want to tell you what happened. Yesterday I said a pshat in Rabbi Akiva. He said that the reason why the Gemara mentions that Rabbi Akiva really cared about his daughter, bothered him, that the Gemara wanted to say that he davened for her. That was my pshat. I threw it out there. And then it didn't fit in so well with the Gemara. And last night I said over my pshat. And then later on the Gemara says that she did a schos. And uh, Stephen Sokolov from ben, South Bend asked me a question. And I went off a of Zoom. As soon as I went off a of Zoom, and it happened to me a few times this week, I had a pshat. And I looked in Rashi, and it's exactly like he is writing here. Jack Ehrenhaus. Rashi on Omid Aleph, Kufun Vav Omid Aleph says, Ein mazol li the last line from the, on the bottom, Kufun Vav Omid Aleph, Da yidei tefila uschus mishtana mazol I want to learn a little differently than Jack Ehrenhaus. I think Rashi is saying that you need tefillah plus a schos. And therefore my pshav is beautiful. Rebbe Kiva, Davind. And the daughter did a schos. So you have the combination. And then you see it next, in the next story. Rebbe Nachman Bayitzchok, his mother said, we're a yarmulke, do Yerushalayim. And she told him, Davin. So you need a combination of Davining and a schos, and it's beautiful. So Nachman, let's repeat. Comes out a beautiful word here for the end of Masech Shabbos. If you want to change your mazel, everybody has a mazel. The Gemara doesn't argue that Klai Yisrael has mazel. The, the argument is whether Klai Yisrael could overcome the mazel and break the mazel. So the Gemara says, yes, if you daven and you do a schus. What does do a schus mean? L'chayra. Schus means you do something out of your comfort zone. You do something different. Not your typical, when a, when a, when a guy, a collector comes to you and collects money, instead of giving him the shekel, you give him... A hundred shekels. You go out of your comfort zone. Something different. That you see, all these stories are different. She created the idea of yarmulke for her son. 
Never let him go without a yarmulke. In those days, it was rare. Or giving your last, your entire meal to the poor person. Or pretending to help It's something out of the ordinary, like you see with Yaakov Avinu, learning all those years. Rebekiva, 24 years of learning away from his house, away from his wife and children, if he had children, not. But a crazy amount of years, going out of your comfort zone. So Rabbi said, we have to go out of your comfort zone. We could maybe be zoichet to this if we get up early in the morning to do the daf, like those guys in... All of us, I guess, but especially the guys from Manchester, let's say. They, they get up 5 o'clock in the morning, or Avi Mandelbaum, who gets up, he sleeps for a few hours, gets up to hear the daf, goes back to sleep. Go and get out of your comfort zone. That's tremendous. So he says like this, Rashi explains that since mazel is nothing more than a tool in Hashem's hands, the Jew can overcome his mazel by appealing to Hashem through prayer, and he's mechulik on me, and he says, or righteous deeds. I say it's both. He will rearrange the mazolis to be favorable to the petitioner, Although he has a good writer from the first story that there was only a mice over there and no tefillah with the reeds when he cut the snake. You need a little mazel. It's not simply put in a way people think that it's luck. Mazel stands for Mokoim Ziman Limu Torah. Mem Zayin Lamed Mazel. So you need to learn Torah. You need to be in the right place. You need to be in the right time. But you need the Limu Torah to utilize these two components to be effective. Thank you very much for getting me back to Gemara. The last time I learned Gemara was through Eli Tylerbaum of Dial a Daf, where you buy the tape and turn into your tape deck or dial in to hear the Daf. It's a big event for me to participate in this first Siyum. Yiratzoin Shetishra Hashchino Bechol Masiyodecho. Best regards, Jack Ehrenhouse. Rabbi I'm not exaggerating when I say I received in the last 48 hours at least six different people, including one video from Shlemy Klein. And this email right over here that I'm not in the mood of reading because I will burst out crying. I can't even say his name. It's two pages long. I'll read the Bezer Hashem. Where a Rebbe said the wrong thing to a guy and this guy didn't learn Torah for 25 years. Barak, Shechter, 30 years. Shlomi, Klein, I forgot how many years. In the 20s. Six different people. It's crazy. One line from a Rebbe. And Baruch Hashem, these people are coming back to learn Torah, making Siyum with us. It's, it's incredible. Mamish incredible. All right. Uh, you see, I'm trying to procrastinate. I don't want to finish this daf. I really don't. Well, we have to. Making a Siyum today. All right. That's the goal. That is the goal. There's always a different day that we can make a Siyum on. L'Rufuas, Alter Yechmiel Ben Yocheved. Okay. Here we go. Says the Mishnah. Daf, Kufnum Vavam the base. You have a nice gourd, a pumpkin, you can cut it up in front of the behema, for the behema on Shabbos. Now, a gourd is considered macholodom. It's for human consumption. Says the Mishnah, like Rabbi Shimon, Rabbi Shimon who holds that just because on Erev Shabbos, as Shabbos came in, it was food for a human being and not for an animal, he doesn't hold it that mukta, so I could give it to an animal. Once again, you have an animal. That was, it was set aside for human consumption on Erev Shabbos. Comes, then it dies. Oh, so now you want to switch your mind? According to Rabbi Yud, that's too late because during Ben Ashmashais, it was Mokta. According to Rabbi Shimon, it's okay. Rabbi Yud, says Rabbi Yud, you cannot use it. It's Mokta. Itmar, Arel, Shochaz, Simon. So you have three letters and three letters. The three first ones stand for Ula, Rav, and Levi. And they're going to say that the halach is like Rabbi Yehuda when it comes to this mokta. Then you have Shin, Ches, Zayin, Shmuel, Rabbi Yochanan, and Ziri that say that the halacha is like Rabbi Shimon. Now, we had a Taisvis, I believe it's the Fkuf Nun, that tells us, ooh, I might be off. I don't remember anymore. Huh. Oh. Maybe it is Anyway, before I look for it and waste everybody's time, the Taisa says that when you have Rabbi Yochanan, who's the Goladar in Eretz Yisrael, and you have Rab, who's the Goladar in Babel, so the halacha is like Rabbi Yochanan usually. I'm just throwing it out without really checking. But we do pass like Rabbi Shimon. Omar Ula. So here's the first one of the Rosh We're going to go through three. The Aro. Ula, Rav, and Levi. 
First comes Ula says, Halacha like Rabbi Yehuda is mukta. It was designated as a pumpkin for human consumption or an avela for animal for human consumption. You cannot give it to the animal. Rav Rav Sava Halacha Rabbi Yehuda, and so Rav also holds like Rabbi Yehuda. If you remember, we had the tarps of the ship, the tarps that fit over the, the merchandise of the ship, those tarps are muksa. So that's Rabbi Yehuda. The Rav Asar Shmuel Shari. Vav Levi Sava Halach Rabbi Yehuda. And the third one, Levi, also holds Halach as Rabbi Yehuda. Yehuda Levi, if they brought a trefa, they asked the Shaila in Halacha to Levi on Yontiv, they have a Chazila. He wouldn't look, check it, unless he was sitting there by the garbage can. I got to tell you the story. I said it a bunch of times, but I don't remember saying it in a long time. It's Kedai to do Chazar for all the new people. When I lived in Bnei Brak, my, my father used to be Makbed. And first, Kufa, different Kpedas, he dives. You know, my father's a big Masmid. And one of his Kpedas then was not to use chickens that fell Eight feet, four amas, because they might be a trefa. Naftali's already shaking his head. He knows the Maisa. So my father brought me in the morning, early in the morning. He wake me up four in the morning, because that's when he was able to sneak into the shlachtais to check these chickens. So basically he took these chickens out, and he would make them walk. And no one walked, because it was four in the morning. It was the middle of the night for them. And he says, you see, they're all trefas. They're all trefas. Finally, had a few crazy chickens that were running around. And there was a whole Maisa until we caught them. We get home. And one of the chickens is black and blue. It's bruised. <clears throat> so my father looks at it. He says, I don't know what to do. Maybe it's strafe. So he puts it in a, in a plastic bag. And he tells me, Elio, go to Rebnissim Karelitz and ask him if this is strafe or not. So I go. And he says, but listen, you have to ask him if it's oif shahira bai chacham. So I said, what's that? He says, it means... That is this a chicken that a Talmud Chacham said a psak on? And if it's a, a psak, I don't want to eat it. Is it such a simple thing that not even a Chacham needs to say? It's Mam Shishtos? Or he had to look into it. So he keeps on repeating it. Remember, fine. So I go to Ramnis and Karel. So I wait in line. By the time I got there, the chicken was spoiled because it's 120 degrees outside. It took me an hour and a half to get there until I found this house. I go inside and I pull out this disgusting chicken and I ask him, Is this Treif? And I said, my father wants to know if this is a chacham shahayra bayayif. Is this a tamad chacham that a chicken said a psakan? And he started laughing. <laughs> they all started laughing. A chacham shahayra bayayif. He says, no, tell your father it's okay. It's nothing. It just got banged up from the machine, from the feather machine. And that was it. Okay, anyway. So when Levi would, would look at these chickens, at these, at these animals on Shabbos, on Yantif, he needed to know if it was a trefa, he had to drop it right in the garbage can. So he had to stand by the garbage can. So obviously he holds that this is treif. You can't, you can't give it to, why is it treif? Why do you have to dump it in the garbage can? Just give it to your animal to eat. Because even an animal cannot eat it because since it's treif, since it's muktzah, Erev Shabbos, it's muktzah and that's it. You can't give it to a dog. And now we're going to the other three. Let's say that Allah is like Rib Shimon. There's no Mukta. Just because it was Mukta Bain Ashmashis does not mean that it's Mukta now. Vavziri. Shin Zain Ches. Shin Chazain. Vavziri so Allah Rib Shimon Ziri also holds. This Nam Behema Shemesa if an animal dies. Do not move it. Vitirgima Ziri Bibhemis Kachim. Says Iri, you're allowed to move an animal. So why does the Mishnah and Beitza say that you're not allowed to? Because we're talking about Kachim. Kachim is also Bahana. We're talking about a, a carbon. Abba just a regular animal that drops dead. Shapir Dami, you're allowed to move it. Why are you allowed to move it? Because it's not Mukta, like Rib Shimon told. It's not Mukta. So you see, Ziri holds it's not Mukta, like Rib Shimon, because I could give it to my animal. And the third one, Halacha Kirib Shimon, that there's no Mukta. Ask the Gemara, Umi Omar Hachi. Does the Rebbe really hold that there's no mukta of Amr Rebbe Yechanan? Halacha Kistamishnah. We had this five or six times already in the Masechta. That if Rebbe Yechanan paskins that Allah is like an anonymous Mishnah, and there's an anonymous Mishnah that says Allah is like Rebbe Yehuda, so now we're stuck. Rebbe Yechanan contradicts himself. On the one hand, he says Allah is like Rebbe Shimon, but he also holds somewhere else. There's a blanket statement that any time there's an anonymous Mishnah, that Allah is like the anonymous. And if the anonymous Mishnah says Allah is like Rebbe Yehuda, Allah is like Rebbe Yehuda. So what do we do? What does it say? 
says in the Mishnah, Let's say you have a nice beam in your mansion, and one of the beams falls out. You cannot use it for fuel, for firewood. Or a nice beam that breaks in half. Now you're not going to do anything. It's mukta. But that's what it says in the Mishnah. That's mukta. Erem Shimon says it's not mukta. Rabbi Yochanan holds it's not mukta like Rabbi Shimon. Says the Gemara, we must say, Rabbi Yochanan, at least one of the times we had this question on Rabbi Yochanan, we said such an answer. That he's going to have to insert a name so it's no longer anonymous. The name in that Mishnah, it says, Rabbi Yossi Bar Yehuda holds this Mishnah. Toshma. Matchilin ba'arim asatevin. Avaloi be'etzin sheba mukta. So, if you have a pile of hay, and you want to use it for firewood, but it was designated as animal food, so now the Gemara understands that started to get spoiled, so I want to switch designations. I want to go from animal food to fuel. It says... You're allowed to use it. Avaloi be'etzim sheba mukta. Sheba mukta means your backyard. In a place that you're makta. You put it in a place for long-term storage. You don't want to use these... these, these uh, you don't want to use the wood for firewood. Uh, for, yeah. So you don't, you, don't not, you don't want to use it now on yantip. So it's mukta. So again, ba mukta over here means in your backyard storage facility. So you can't use such, such, such wood. So, says the Gemara, so what do you see from here? You see the concept of Mukta. You see, not like Reb Shemin, not like Reb Yechanan, says the Gemara, We're talking about special type of cedar. The Mukta Machmas Chesarin Kis. So this is the Mukta that, you know, a person doesn't want to use it for stam, like fire, you're going to use mahogany wood for, for firewood. It's special, use it for furniture, you don't use it for stam. Says the Gemara, Afilu Reb Shemin in such a case, Rabbi Shimon will agree that you can't use it, and therefore, if this goes according to Rabbi Shimon, so you don't have to say that the whole, <clears throat> the whole idea of, the, of this uh, b'risa, that we're talking about a, a pile of hay that got ruined, even if it didn't get ruined, this could go like Rabbi Shimon. Toshma, ein mashkim you don't give an animal, so the way it worked is, and this is not important to this halacha, but even when we did a shechita, we did a hands-on shechita in chula, and we brought a, 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 a sheep all the way to where like our base measures is right now, and we did a beautiful, everybody came, it was gewaldic stuff, hands-on. The first step was, they gave the sheep water. Because, as it's brought down in chula, if the animal drinks, it's better, it's easier to skin the animal. But this has nothing to do with the talach that we want right now. Ein mashkin, which you could really give your own animal to drink, but you don't give... As we learned yesterday, you don't give wild animals food unless they're dogs. You're not allowed to shech an animal that lives wildly. Even if it's your animal, but doesn't come home every night, it lives somewhere out there on the ranch. You didn't have in mind that you're going to use it as, as an animal on, on Yontif, so it's mukta. Ava Mashkin, yeah? Sorry, sorry. Before you get into the Tashma, there was one more sponsor. Did you mention Yossi Rubenstein? Ooh. I did not mention Yossi Rubenstein, and I saw him. It's not any. It's my fault. Yossi Rubenstein. There's just so many coming in. I got. I got overwhelmed there. So Yossi Rubenstein. I, I, what, what does it say? You want to read it out for us? All I remember is that he says he gets up every morning and it's kishmak and it makes his day, and he thanks us. Oh, it was the one year anniversary to his Aliyah Teretz Yisrael. Go. Amen. Money back. Money back guaranteed. Alright, so I'll have to put it next to me. So it could be next to me. Yishkoich Reb Yossi. Reb Yossi is mechotim with Naftali Ritual. Stan, so you should know the, the family connection. And they live next to each other in Rechov Zavitan here in Ramah Chemish. Tremendous addition to our neighborhood. Zog de Gimbaro. So, Toshma. Since you have two types of animals, animals that come back every night and animals that don't. The ones that don't come back, you don't use them, you don't check them on Yantiv, and you certainly don't give them any water. But the ones that come back every evening, 
Those you could use on Yontif, they're not Muktzah. So we have a problem here. We see the idea of Muktzah. What if this animal that you own, you own it. Why can't you shecht an animal? So what if it doesn't come home every night? Go, it's yours. You, you, you have full ownership. Go grab it. So the idea is Muktzah because you didn't think about it. You, you haven't seen this animal in four months. So you, you thought, you maked him a You set it aside. You said, not this animal. Oh, that's Rabbi Yehuda, not Rabbi Shimon. So you see a Stam Mishnah like Rabbi Yehuda, what is Rabbi Yechonin going to do? It says the Gemara, Rabbi Yechonin, it's, it's Stam Mishnah against Stam Mishnah. Very interesting. Now what? So if you recall, we had this back on Daf Kufmem Gimel. Machloik is whether you could remove bones and peels that are mukta. Are they edible for animals? Not edible. Machloik's rashing taisvis. According to Beishama, you can lift it up. According to Basil, you can't. What you do is you just flip over the tabletop. You just flip over the table. If you remember that sugya, Nachman comes along and says, "No, we got to flip it around." Base Hillel hold like Beis like Reb Shimon, and Beis Shammai hold like Reb Yehuda, and we passing like Beis Hillel. So, in other words, we're passing Beis Hillel according to Reb Nachman. Beis Hillel passing like Reb Shimon. Now, what's very very interesting here is that we just said that this is a Stam Mishnah. Does anybody see a Stam Mishnah here? I see a Machlokes Beis Hillel and Beis Shammai. Says Rashi, when you have a machlekes bisham bisilel, that's a stam mishnah. It's a anonymous mishnah. It's one hundred percent goes like Rabbi Silel. Very interesting. Pligiba Rav Acha Viravina. So check this out. It's very interesting that I wanted to check out my printer, the small printer, this versus the larger one. But what happened was today. Here. My printer went kaput, I think. So this is what it looks like today. It, there's no blue. But my question was, do I go with... These are the large pieces of paper that I use in the base measures. It's kind of hard for me to negotiate the whole thing here with the camera. It's this. Do I go with this size or the big size? Which guy, what do you prefer? Because like this I can go a little closer maybe and fine. But right now I don't have a choice because the printer is not so... So we have like this. I just want to show you what's going on here. The final Ahmed of Masech the Shabbos did us a tremendous favor. It's amazing. That we're going to go through, basically, we're going to discuss the famous Machloikas of Yehuda of Shimon, which takes us from the beginning of Masech the Shabbos all the way through the end and the different things. I just put them together here so to remind us that the, the Gemara doesn't really discuss all of them, but we have this sugya of Hiksa Medaitim of Shabbos. If a person decided right by Ben Hashemashris, he's no longer going to use this, he didn't think about it like by an animal that's in the midbar. Then we have Mukta Machmas Mios, something that's disgusting. We just had it a second ago, like these peels, dead rats, anything like that. Mukta Machmas Mios, which Reb Shimon says, not Mukta. Reb Yudha says Mukta. Mukta Machmas Isur, we had extensively in the Mesechta. Meaning, if you have like an, a hammer, that's muksa, no, that's klisha malach tlisser, muksa machmasisser, like stones, etc. Muksa machmasisser, the question is if during Shabbos you switch the designation according to Rabbi Shimon, it's okay, and according to Rabbi Yehuda, it's not. Then you have davar she'enoi miskaven, the famous case of dragging a bench on Shabbos. Rabbi Shimon says if it's not 100%, it's not a psikresha. We, we spoke about psikresha a lot. It's not psikresha. It's not 100% like cutting off an animal's head. Psikresha. It's a good chazara. It's not 100%. So if it's not 100%, then he says, okay. And then we have which is like, for instance, taking out a dead person into the street, taking him out of your house. You don't, you don't want him in the street. That's not your idea. The idea is you don't want him in the house. So it's not a, it's not a positive. It's a negative. And then finally, we have Mekagel B'chabura V'havara. That's, that's the one place that Reb Shimon is more machmer than Reb Yudin. He says, if you ruin something with fire 
or be chabura, you make a you make a wound, you 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 puncture somebody. According to Rambam Shimi, you're chayiv. So says the Gemara, pligi bar of achaver of ina. It's unbelievable that the final Amir we're able to discuss all this. It's basically the whole Masechet in one in one shot. Chad Omar b'chol Hashabbos kulo halacha Shimon. One says that in all these things, everything halacha is like Reb Shimon. Lebar Besides the red guy on top, machmas mius. Umayniu and what's machmas mius? Not we don't understand it so much. Bruner Yashin, a disgusting, gross. Oily, sticky candle. Okay, fine. I can think of worse things than that. Maybe it means even in Ariyashan. The other one, one of these, it was Ravach and Ravina. We don't know which one. Ravina is who wrote the Shas together with the Ravashi. He says, In red is like Rav Only this guy. Like money, stones. Can you switch the designation on Shabbos? My new, never should Shabbos. A candle that you lit on Shabbos, but then later on you change the designation during Shabbos. You needed it for something. In this case, your Rishon will agree that it's also, and that's similar to what we had on top of our Amma today. That if you have these beams that are designated for building, even Rishon will agree that it's Mokta. You remember this from Daf Kuf Gimel, bringing back memories. That little guy right over here, but I'll show you the next picture, and then you really remember this. This guy right over here is the, the Machresha. That's a special kli that you don't let your children, you don't let your wife use it to cut up avocado or whatever, or giant. This is a, a serious tool that goes in your shop. You don't let kids play around with this. and kiss. It's, you set it aside, you don't let people, you, you worry that it's going to get ruined. Says the Mishnah. So the halacha is, if one's wife makes a nether, she makes a vow, she says she's not going to eat this whole Shabbos. She's not going to eat for the next five days, she's on a diet. So the husband is allowed to be made for her nether. Now, if you're a male and you made a nether, you, you can't go to your wife, but you could go to a chacham and tell the chacham your nether, and he could ask you questions, say, but if you would have known that you're starving, etc., you're going to die, would you, and you say no, and then he's mashaled the nether. So there's mefer, the husband just has permission to just annul it completely, doesn't ask any questions, he doesn't care why she said it, it's done. You could do a father, you could do it for his daughter as well. And... You could be shoyal on a nether. You go to the Rav and ask him, and he, he's matted the nether. Says the Mishnah, Mafirim Nindarim B'Shabbos, you could do this on Shabbos. Now, if you have a special nether that has to do with Shabbos, so you could bother the Rav on Shabbos. Let's say it has to do with eating, you're not going to eat, and you have to eat on Shabbos, you go to the Rav. But if it has time to do, you're not going to drive somewhere, wait until Sunday, you don't bother the Rav on Shabbos. So, I mean, we had this, we'll show a little bit later, but this is Pekak Chaloin, if you remember, Daf Kuf Chof Hey, putting a shutter in a window, says the Mishnah, that's not a problem, that's not Baina. We had a Machlekes then, we're passing like the Tanakama. Umoidudimisamatlis, if a sheriff touches a piece of cloth, uh, a begot, so it becomes Tameh, but if it's, it goes down in size to three by three finger breaths, so if it's less than that, then it's, it doesn't hold the tum anymore. So you could measure it on Shabbos, because you're not allowed to measure on Shabbos, you're not allowed to weigh on Shabbos, you're not allowed to count on Shabbos. But it is the tzayrach, you need to see what happens if it's tummy, not tummy, so you measure. You could also measure a mikvah, says Rashi. How much is a mikvah? One amma by one amma, like two feet by two feet, by three ammas by six feet. So two by two by six, that's basically a mikvah. And why would you do this on Shabbos? Because you have a, a tzarech, you know, there's a, a, for a mitzvah. They closed up a window with a piece of earthenware. And we're going to explain all of this beautifully all the way at the end. 
and they tied a, something to, uh, to a stick to see if in the barrel there was a tefach, imlav, and from that story we learn that you could close up a window and you let a measure and you make a knot that doesn't last forever when it's necessary can a husband annul a wife's nether if it's not for Shabbos because the Pesach says b'yoyim shamay he could only null it, he has one day. Now the question is, and this is the question of the sugya, does the husband have until nightfall, biyoyim, or he has a 24-hour period? What's an afkimina? Because if he has a 24-hour period, and his wife made a nether on Shabbos, let him just wait until Matzah Shabbos, because it's still within the 24-hour period. There's no reason to be matriach, and do uvdudachal, whatever the iser is, to be made for a nether. So the Gemara's question is, could I be made for a nether even Meaning that the Gemara would understand now that maybe it's only for up until the evening. And if it's only until the evening, so, sorry, you have even 24 hours. You have 24 hours. So if it's Shalaylitzarich, wait until 24 hours. If it's Litzarich, it's for Shabbos, you want to eat Shalom. So you do it on Shabbos. So the only way I would say Shalaylitzarich that I could, I could, I have to wait is if I could physically wait, if I have a 24-hour period. And perhaps there's a big difference between Afara and Shaila. That for Shaila, you could only do it when I have a need for today, and if there's no need, no. That's why they're not mentioned in one sentence. It should say, it doesn't say, it says one sentence and then another sentence. Because of two different, two different things. Hafara is even Even if I don't need it today for Shabbos. Why? Because my time is going to be out as soon as Shabbos is over. So I must do it right now. But Sheila, I can wait until Sunday. But perhaps no. Maybe when I know my wife's nether have a 24-hour period, so there's no need for me to do a shaloy l'tzarech. Stam, she says she's not going to go shopping for a month. Okay, great. Let me wait until Mazda Shabbos, and I'll do it on Mazda Shabbos. What's the point of doing it right now on Shabbos? It's shaloy l'tzarech. So why did the Mishnah put him in two separate sentences? Because they're different. Shayla, you don't need a bezin, you just go to one person, a chacham. Hafara, sorry, Shayla needs three people or a chacham. Hafara, you just do it by yourself, the husband does it by himself. Toshma. The Tani Zutit the Beirav Papa, Mafirim Nidarim Bishabas, the Tsarech Hashabas. It says that you, you're Mafir Nether only Litsarech Shabbos. So what does it tell me? That a Nether, that a Fara lasts for 24 hours. Litsarech Hashabas in Shaloi, Litsarech Hashabas Loi. I cannot, a husband cannot be made for his wife's Nether if it's not for the purpose of Shabbos. Why? Because he could do it after Shabbos. In other words, it lasts for a 24-hour period. Another way to read this is, They ask the question, Does it have to be for the purpose of Shabbos, and that's the Hafara and the Sheilah? But if it's not for the purpose of Shabbos, you now do Hafara, you now do Sheilah. Why? Because I could do it after Shabbos. I have a 24-hour period. Or perhaps, no, it doesn't apply to Hafara when a husband does it. Why? Kalayoyim is a little tricky. Kalayoyim doesn't mean 24 hours. Kalayoyim means literally when there's daylight outside. Once the night comes in, it's all over. So if Shabbos is over, I don't have time to do it after Shabbos. So even if it's Layla Tzarek, if it has to do just shopping, I have to do it on Shabbos, otherwise I'm done for life. She can never go shopping the rest of her life. I have to do it right now on Shabbos. Tashma. Same answer. Says in the Brisa that you could do Afaris and Darim only Litzorich Shabbos. Litzorich Hashabbos sin. Shuloi Litzorich Hashabbos loy. Alma, what do you see from here? Afaris and Darim. You have 24 hours. That's why don't do Afara on Shabbos if it's not necessary for the Shabbos. You always have time after Shabbos. Amar Avashiv Anant Nan Afaris and Darim Kol Hayoyim. Wait a minute. It says it's only up to the night time. Kalayoy means up to the night. The yesh davar lahakelu lahachmer. 
Now, this doesn't mean a kul and a chumrah. What it means is, sometimes, because you only have up until the night, sometimes that means you have five minutes, and sometimes it means you have 23 and three quarters of an hour. Why? Because depending where she made the nether. If she made her nether five minutes before shkia, or before benishmash is one you recall, so you have exactly five minutes to be made for a nether. That's a chumrah. And if she does it, immediately after Benashmoshes, after Shkia, then you have a full 24 hours. That's a Kula. She's not saying it's a Kula and a Chumrah. She's just saying sometimes you have a ton of time. Take, take it easy. You have time to procrastinate. And sometimes you got to get moving. you got to do it right now. In other words, Ravashi holds that you have only up until the night. You don't have a 24-hour period. Whenever the night is. Keitzad. Not your little Shabbos. Maybe for little Shabbos, Vim Shabbos. If she's made the... She made a nether when Shabbos already came in, so she has until the following evening. But if she made the nether right before nighttime, so he only has a few minutes until it becomes nighttime. Because once it's nightfall, that's it. The husband is out of the picture for the rest of his life. Because you only have until nightfall. So what do we see from here? That you don't have 24 hours. Why are you telling me there's 24 hours? You only have until nightfall. So the Gemara Tanoi, in fact, it's a machalik Tanoi, in the Sanya, Faris and Dorm Kalai Yoim, you have until the night. You have 24 hours. Machalik Tanoi, 24 hours, or you could add, you could You could go to a Rav and ask about your nether. What is it talking about? Because you didn't have any time Friday? He was lazy. He decided to do it on Shabbos. Tashma, this kikulei rabbanon the Rav Zutra the Rav Zera. There's a story, a physical ma'isa, ma'isa shaya, and when there's the ma'isa, that's halacha. They did a shaila on his nether and they matter him, right? Like Rabbi Kiva was matter his nether. That particular story, there's plenty of time. He could have done it on Thursday, Friday, and he didn't. He did it on Shabbos. Simon Cohen is, a, is in the Kaisal. If you look at his back, he's f- physically in the Kaisal. Not a background, he's for real. Very interesting story here. To finish off the, the, the Masechta for us. Amazing, amazing Masechta. Omerav Yehuda, Omerav. But it's not a simple one. It's a Gishmaka Maisa. Not a story. A halacha. Omerav Yehuda, Omerav. Hilkoti Ktana Hoiso Ben Shnei Batim. Vituma Hoiso Shom. Oh, let me just show you the picture and finish. It's a complicated picture. Two houses, one here, one here. Window over here. Dead body over here. Barrel on top covering the two houses. What's going on? Tuma always goes upwards. Unless there's a cover. If there's a cover, then it could go sideways. So the guy, there's a dead person here. The tumah always needs to escape. Imagine, it's, it's, it's smoke. It needs to go somewhere. So it goes up. But the problem is there's a barrel. So I'll go into this guy's house. The guy realizes he's about to die. They start screaming, Atzala, Atzala. What does this guy do? He takes earthenware and he plugs his window. You see that blue thing? He plugs his window. He doesn't allow the tumah to come in. But then he gets really hot. Spoiling, schmaltzing in his house. He wants to get rid of that klicheres. So what does he do? He realizes that in this barrel, there might be, you see this red thing over here? There might be a little crack in the, in the barrel. And that crack, if it's a tefach wide, the tumma could escape. And if the tumma escapes, he could open up his window and not fear that tumma will enter his house. So what does he do? He takes a stick and ties a, something that's the size of a tefach to it. How does he tie it? With a kesher shayna shakayama, meaning he ties it with a, a gemi, and this gemi eventually is going to rot and fall apart, so it's not considered kesher shakayama. And he lifts it up to see if there's a hole in the barrel the size of a tefach. If you don't understand, don't worry about it, you're in great company. Because Rashi says, I don't understand this, says Rashi. But, anyways, that's the story according to Rashi. So we just turned to Daf Kufnun Zainun Bay, sponsored by Shia Greenfield from Green Star Electrical Contracting. 
Upot up the window with earthenware. The kashrus amekido begemi, and they tied something with like rubber to like a reed to a stick. So what do you see from here? You see that I could close up a window on Shabbos, like we just said. I see that I could tie something on Shabbos, a kesher she'en yama. And what else do we see from the Mishnah? Umaydedim. He is measuring to see if it's a tefach. So you see three things. Closing up a hole, measuring, and tying a kesher she'en yama. Rabbi said, real quickly, when we do the siyam, Everybody should say the Hadron together. And if you're in a location that has 10 people, you'll say Kaddish by yourself in that location. And then afterwards, everybody's going to break up into a tremendous Shiro and a dance. I call a yo mi si mo hafti toy rosecho. Call a yo mi si mo hafti toy rosecho. I call a yo mi si hossi. Ay, 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 mo hafti toy rosecho. Call a yo mi si hossi. Mo hafti toy rosecho. I call a yoy mi si chosi, ay 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 mo afti toiro secho. Call a yoy mi si chosi, ay 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 mo afti toiro secho. Call a yoy mi si chosi. Shkoyach Raboisai, beautiful. Noam, give us some tehillim. Shimali <laughs> Boy, say you couldn't un- unmute yourself if you want. Mazel tov, mazel tov. The real serum, Rabbi Sai, on Sunday. Mazel tov, Rabbi Sai, mazel tov. Ah. Yoeli, what are you doing up so late? You want to be by the real seal, huh? Yeah. Amazing, amazing. Simon, the, the singing wasn't good. It wasn't good. With all the medicine, not good. Right. You say it's getting better? You can hear a difference. You started in the wrong place. No, no, wrong. Wrong peak. Cover said that Officially, Shikoyach. Yossi Rubenstein, Shikoyach for the last. I'm sorry I didn't post it. Sorry. I apologize. Rabisi, Isi Ben Zaken, Shikoyach for joining us. 
It's good to see you. I wake up with you, go to sleep with you. It's unbelievable. Rebshia <laughs> Greenfield. You see? Rebshia, you should know. Look at that. You were to, to sponsor the last daf of Shabbos and the first daf of Erevin. Amazing. Hi, Rebdov. I loved your video. I loved it. Loved it. Beautiful. What's that? What happened? Why is everybody quiet? From Melbourne, Australia. Dov Farkash. From Melbourne, Australia. Farkash. Farkash. Is anybody related? Does anybody have Hungarian blood? Farkash. Farkash. Is he what you? You haven't get what? She's a Farkash. from Clifton Passaic. Is he what are you saying? That your mother is a Farkash? Her mother's a Farkash from Hungary. He doesn't know. He has to find out. Okay, we're looking for some relatives, lost relatives, to. Uh, to the Chazan, the famous Chazan from Melbourne, Australia, Dov Farkash. <laughs> you remember, remember I, I, I once showed you a clip of Rachim in the shul, that's him, that's Dov Farkash, right here. He had a yeshivish beard back in the day, but now he's shaved it, so he looks a little different. Here he is. Shtick a what? <laughs> Who's talking? I don't, I don't. I can't hear so well. What's? Who's talking? Oh, Rafal, don't you know the rules? We don't talk in learning on, on Zoom afterwards. Come on, you have to wait until some of the guys leave. One second, one second. Cause not, we're not all holding. Wow, it's a bunch of people from last night. The Ayla from New York wanted to see, wanted to be with us. How many participants? No, I think in the beginning of Zoom, I thought we had more than that. No? What do you think? I think we reached 149. Yeah. Interesting. Now, let me, I'm going to turn off YouTube and see how many people are on YouTube.